The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL and the promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a 2K season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Kappa contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashard Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com and the promo code SGP. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Coming off the back of giving you two winning free plays on that Twitter account. So if you're not following at SGP Soccer, you are missing out on free money. You're also missing out on free money if you are not going over to lockbetting.com and signing up for some sort of package. The pinned tweet at SGP Soccer on Twitter is always the previous month's PL. And so far we have delivered our clients 94 months in a row of transparent tracked profit coming off the back of winning £1,606 last month. That's good for over $2,000 and we look to do it again this month in the month of April. So there is no better time to sign up than the start of the month because you get the entire month. If you wait, Patreon will bill you for the entire month anyway and it'll bill you again on May the 1st. So be a part of the entire month. Get on board with this incredible run we're having in soccer, in the NBA, in tennis. MLB returns this month. We have WWE WrestleMania, which is practically free money for my clients. So there is no better time to sign up. Sign up at the start of the month for everything that's coming in the month of April as we look to land our 95th month of transparent track profit over at lockbetting.com. 
We're coming off the back of a very, very solid run of international podcasts. We actually ended up going 15 and 4 with our leans across those three shows. And that continues the solid run we've had all the way back um, since February and all the way through March. March was an incredible month here. And if you listened to the future show for the Champions League and the Europa League, you would have heard that we are we have bought the locks back. So the locks are back. So this show will close out with an official lock. So let's roll on with the show here. We begin with the 12.30 kickoff between Chelsea and West Brom at Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea are the one to four favourites. It's 5-1 to one on the draw, and it's 12-1 to one here on West Brom. I think uh, West Brom's fate was sealed a few months ago. I don't think Sam Allardyce has come in and had this impact that he's had at other clubs. Therefore, it is looking like, to me that West Brom are an absolute shoo-in to go down and this will be Sam Allardyce's first relegation as a manager. I mean, the odds indicate that because West Brom and Sheffield United are no longer even in the market. The market now starts with Newcastle, who are available at 8 to 11, and Fulham, who are available at 11 to 10, with Burnley at 20 to 1, Brighton 28 to 1, and Southampton 50 to 1. So Sheffield United... And West Bromwich Albion are not even in the relegation markets that I'm looking at in most places. So that pretty much tells you where their season has gone. Two shells mission as the Chelsea manager was to get this team into the top four. And he's now two to five to do that here. Chelsea available at two to five to do that. And I'm surprised at that. Man United at one to 20, Leicester at four to 11 and Chelsea at two to five. I would have Chelsea as a stronger favourite than Leicester, given that Leicester let themselves down last season and really, really tanked and ended up conceding Champions League football to both Manchester United and Chelsea by finishing fifth from a very, very commanding position where they were second for a majority of the season. So um, while I don't necessarily agree with the pricing, I understand it because Man United are six points ahead of Chelsea and Leicester are five points ahead of Chelsea. But I still think Chelsea are in better form. And I still think there's value on them there at two to five because despite the fact Tottenham are only within three points of Chelsea, I think Chelsea are in significantly better form. In fact, if you look at another market here to win the league without Manchester City, Chelsea are all the way out at six to one with Leicester at four to one and Manchester United at one to two. So there's a little bit of value there for Chelsea to overcome this six-point deficit that Manchester United have over them here. But I think looking at Chelsea's mission to get into the top four, I think Tuchel is, a very, Tuchel is in a very, very good position to do that with no real competition coming from behind. Uh, Liverpool five points behind Chelsea in very, very poor form. Everton five points behind as well. Arsenal way, way back nine points behind. I guess the only team that could really make a run given their personnel is Tottenham, but they have been very, very inconsistent this season. And uh, looking at the fixtures this week, I see both Chelsea and Tottenham picking up wins. So that could get interesting as we get towards the home straight. But I would be more concerned if I was a Leicester fan than I would be as a Chelsea fan. Looking at this specific game, well, we're going to just continue riding a, a play that's been very, very successful under the reign of Thomas Tuchel. And that's taking Chelsea to win to nil. 
On the last show that we had featuring Premier League teams, we took Chelsea to win to nil in their FA Cup game against Sheffield United. And that did get a little bit sticky at times because Chelsea put in quite a lacklustre performance. They were lucky to go ahead and then they conceded a lot of chances to Sheffield United, chances that a better team would have put away. So they need to put out a better performance here. But Chelsea have kept seven clean sheets in a row at Stamford Bridge and 12 clean sheets in their last 14 So that's an incredible record going into this. They've won 11 of the last 14 fixtures as well, whereas this West Brom team have failed to score in five of the last seven Premier League matches. So whereas Allardyce has started to fix this defence over the last five or six games, they're now not scoring any goals. So it has come at the expense of of losing some attacking intent. So I don't see West Brom scoring here. I see Chelsea continuing that run going. Chelsea to nil here is available at 9 to 10 best price readily available at 4 to 5 and that's going to be the play here for the 12:30 kickoff in this one up next we move on to the game here between Leeds and Sheffield United where Leeds are available here at 4 to 7 it's 10 to 3 on the draw and it's 11 to 2 on Sheffield United I think this is a good spot here to take Leeds. Anyone is in a good spot if they're facing Sheffield United. Leeds have been pretty inconsistent as of late, but I do think this represents an opportunity for them to get a win against probably the poorest team in the entire EPL. Although I'm not expecting a goal fest here, so I would tack on the under 4.5 goals onto this one, which gets you to 10 to 11. Leeds have actually scored just five goals in their last six games and under 2.5 goals have actually been scored in five of Leeds' last seven home league matches. So whereas they're considered a big over team the statistical data doesn't indicate that especially as of late we know about Sheffield United they have failed to score in any of their last five away fixtures and Leeds beat Sheffield United 1-0 in the corresponding fixture in September I see a similar kind of scoreline here so Leeds to win this game with the under four point under 4.5 goals tacked on which gets you to 10 to 11 here for this one Up next, we look at the game here between Leicester and Manchester City, which, if you look at the league positions, is probably the game of the week. Leicester are available at 21 to 4 here. It's 3 to 1 to draw and it's 8 to 15 on Manchester City. Pretty short price on Manchester City considering these two teams played earlier on in the season and uh, Leicester whooped them by five goals to two. Manchester City always struggle against Jamie Vardy, so it wouldn't be surprising for me to see him score here. But to err on the side of caution, I'm not going to take a specific player to score, but I will take both teams to score here despite Manchester City's good defensive performances this season. City come into this having won 25 of the last 26 in all competitions but both teams have scored in nine of the last 12 meetings between Leicester and Manchester City Leicester have scored at least once in 19 of the last 22 and Manchester City come into this having won each of the last or last eight Premier League away games so you could tack on the Manchester City win that does give you the price here of five to two but we're going to be a little bit more conservative here and just take both teams to score in this one and that's available at 10 to 11. Up next, we have a game that should be the game of the week, given the pedigree of the two teams, given their history, given the size of the clubs. But it really isn't because we have two teams that may not even get into Europe, let alone the Champions League this season. I'm talking about Arsenal and Liverpool. Arsenal are the 23 to 10 
underdogs here at home against Liverpool. It's 5-2 to two to draw and it's 11-10 to 10 on Liverpool. I don't understand this pricing. I don't understand Liverpool being close to evens here to win at the Emirates. Arsenal do still have an outside chance of Champions League football and a definite chance of Europe. So they're not going to tank this game. I understand their best chance of getting through to the Champions League is via the Europa League and that will be their main focus. But Liverpool also have a look-ahead spot here as well with Real Madrid coming up in midweek. So both teams are in a similar situation. So there is no real advantage for that. I just don't understand understand this price given Liverpool's current form. Arsenal are a team who have lost just one of their last eight Premier League home games, whereas Liverpool have lost six of their last eight in the league. Arsenal actually beat Liverpool 2-1 in last season's corresponding fixture at home, although by then the league was already wrapped up. And Arsenal have scored nine goals in their last five home games combined, which is a decent run of form given how difficult they found it to score earlier on in the season. I just think Liverpool are an auto-fade at the moment. I understand they've got a wins against Leipzig and uh, against Wolves last time out in the Premier League and it's mainly their home form that's been a disappointment but I don't think it comes down to home and away I think it comes down to poor tactics I think it comes down to the fact that the players are tired and that heavy metal football has taken its toll and you don't have the cover back there anymore in the absence of Gomez and Van Dijk and Henderson not being there either you don't have the cover to protect your goalkeeper who's not in his best form either so there's loads of problems here for Liverpool Klopp hasn't adapted He's, he's, he's okay taking all of the praise but there doesn't seem to be any criticism fired at him really for this poor, poor league position that they're in. This is the worst defence of the Premier League imaginable and Liverpool haven't even been close to, to retaining their title this season or even being in a Champions League position ever since they had this huge dip of form since Christmas. And although Arsenal haven't ex- exactly covered themselves in glory because a lot better was expected of them and Mikel Arteta being the next big thing, the next great manager, it hasn't really transpired off the back of them winning the FA Cup this season. I don't think they're bad enough to be 23-10 to 10 underdogs against the Liverpool team missing this many players and in this kind of form. So I'm going to take Arsenal here on the double chance at 7-10 to 10 to at least avoid a defeat here against this Liverpool team that continues to be overrated by the books and shouldn't be close to an even money favourite here in this one. Up next, we move on to Sunday's games and we start with Southampton at home to Burnley, where Southampton are the 21 to 20 favourites here. It's 23 to 10 to draw and it's 11 to 4 on Burnley. Southampton are the better team here, but they seem like a team who are on their holidays. Therefore, it makes it very, very difficult to back them here in this spot. I'm simply going to take Burnley here to avoid a defeat. I think they're still going to continue to play as they look to make sure they avoid relegation and don't get sucked into that race with Newcastle and Fulham for the final relegation spot. Burnley have lost just three of their last 12 Premier League fixtures, whereas Southampton have won just one of their last 11. Burnley actually avoided defeat in each of their last three visits to St Mary's Stadium and Southampton have failed to win any of their last five home assignments. So Given the situation and given that statistical data, I think there's some good value here on Burnley to avoid a defeat in this one. And you can get that at four to five here for this game between Southampton and Burnley at 12 o'clock on Sunday. Up next, we move on to Newcastle versus Tottenham, where Tottenham are the four to six favourites here. It's 29 to 10 to draw and it's nine to two on Newcastle. 
It's almost auto-fade territory at the moment for Newcastle as they continue to get sucked into this relegation race. And you're just waiting for them to, to win a game at some point because they are just two or three wins away from safety. And you're looking at this and you're looking at the games left and you're thinking, it's Newcastle. Surely they will win two or three games. They're a massive club. They have got some decent players in their team. But without Callum Wilson, they've not been able to do that. And obviously... This isn't the kind of game that they're going to be judged on here coming up against Tottenham. This isn't one of the games they're expected to win. But among their running, there has been games they've been expected to win and there will be games they're expected to win and they're not winning those games. They're massively underperforming. I don't know if the international break will do them any good. Obviously, they've got less international players than some of the top teams. So perhaps they have got their act together during this period. But I still think they're missing a key part of the jigsaw, which is ironic because Callum Wilson wasn't even a Newcastle player last season and they survived relatively comfortably and they're in big trouble this season because Fulham do like look like the team more likely if Newcastle don't find a different turn of fortunes. It's surprising for me that Steve Bruce has kept his job. As for Tottenham, it's surprising for me that Mourinho's still got his job because a lot better was expected of Tottenham this season. They are now clinging on to, to winning the League Cup and have an outside chance of getting into the Champions League via their league position and that that's it. So I think the league games are very, very important for Tottenham. So I don't think they're going to be on their holidays yet and they're going to stop They're going to stop playing. And obviously Newcastle can't for obvious reasons because they're in a relegation scrap. But looking at the personnel here, Tottenham are just obviously better. They come into this having won four of their last five Premier League games, which is why they've got within three points of the top four. Newcastle have only won two of their last 18 Premier League fixtures and that's why they're an auto-fade. Six of Spurs' last seven league wins came against teams in the league's bottom half and Newcastle have conceded exactly two goals in four of their last six home assignments and if Tottenham score two here with the likes of with the likes of Kane and Bale in their side Newcastle aren't going to be able to respond and Tottenham are going to win relatively comfortably because there are no goals in this Newcastle team if you're not keeping clean sheets and you're not scoring any goals you're going to lose football matches they've been losing football matches and Tottenham are the better team here and having won four of their last five and still chasing down at Champions League football I think it's a no-brainer here to take Tottenham on the money line especially at this nice price of four to six Minus 150 here in this one. Up next, I'm looking at a game here between Aston Villa and Fulham, where Villa are the 5-4 favourites, 11-5 the draw, and it's 23-10 on Fulham. I'm torn here between taking Fulham on the double chance and the under. I like both plays and both are available exactly the same price here of 4-6. to six. I think there's a good chance that both of them could cash. This Aston Villa team do get Jack Grealish back and they need him badly because they've only won two of their last nine league games. This Fulham team, of though, have lost only one of their last 10 Premier League away fixes. So just because Grealish is back doesn't automatically mean that Aston Villa are guaranteed a win here on his return. This Fulham team have scored eight times in the last uh, in the last eight away games and that's really been their problem here not scoring enough goals whereas this Villa team have won just one of the last five at home so I'm expecting a low scoring cagey game Villa look flat they look like they're on their holidays Jack Grealish may inspire them to to some performances but I think Fulham are going to come here with a defensive setup looking to to nick the game late on and possibly being happy with, with a point here bearing in mind that Newcastle aren't picking up anything at the moment and that's all Fulham need to do Sheffield United and West Brom look down.
down. The bookies' odds will tell you that. And all Fulham need to do is pick up better results in Newcastle for the rest of the season. And Newcastle United will be the team that go down. It does look like Burnley uh, and with Brighton's little resurgence, they look all out of it at the moment. So it does look like it's between these two teams. And Newcastle are woefully out of form. We've just picked them to suffer another loss this weekend against Tottenham. So a point may be a decent result here at Villa Park. And I think Fulham would settle for that going in. So I'm going to go for the under here and Fulham on the double chance. Both selections available at 4-6 to six in this one. Moving on to the Sunday night game, it's Man U at home to Brighton. This was a very, very entertaining game when it was played at Brighton with Manchester United stealing it late, deep into injury time. They are the 7-10 favourites here to win again. It's 14-5 to draw and it's 17-4 on Brighton. I don't know if this is disrespectful to Man U or too much respect for, for Brighton. Obviously, Man U in a major look-ahead spot here, going to Granada for a quarter-final in the Europa League. But they still need to secure second place in the league. I still think that's important. And I do think Man United win here and grind out the, the win in a low-scoring game. 1-0 Man United is available at 8-1. to And I like that play here. That was the same result Man U beat West Ham. And I think we could see a similar type of game. Man United have won their last five meetings in a row with Brighton and they've kept a clean sheet in each of their last four Premier League games where Brighton have lost four of their last seven games in all competitions although that is a little bit of a misleading statistic because they had a resurgence in their last couple of games they had that really bad period where they looked really doomed and were losing to teams around them in the relegation area it looked like Brighton would get sucked in and then they turned it around with a positive result away to Southampton which has probably kept them in the Premier League this season and it doesn't take much because the teams down the bottom are so poor coming up ahead of the likes of uh, Sheffield United, West Brom, Fulham and Newcastle isn't really a major feat. So I do think Brighton are being slightly overrated here. I think although Man United's priorities probably lie in the Europa League and the Champions League football is secure via the league position, I still think they're going to want to finish second and I still think they'll win games like this and I still think getting them here between 7-10 to 10 and 4-6 to 6 minus 150 still gives you some solid value. So simply Man U on the money line here at 7-10 to 10 to get this win on Sunday night against Brighton in what I think will be a low scoring game so possibly look at the under here as well. Maybe tack on under 4.5 or under 3.5 onto your selection because I don't see a high scoring game here between these two. Moving on to Monday's games, we start with Everton against Crystal Palace. Um, Everton are available at 4-5 here. It's 12-5 the draw and it's 19-5 on Crystal Palace. It's difficult always to take Everton because they are just so inconsistent. But in this particular spot, you have to look at what's at stake. Everton are still have have a slim, slim chance of Champions League football, have a very decent chance of European football via their league position. Whereas Crystal Palace, they're not in a relegation race. They're not looking for European football. This is the type of team that notoriously go on their holidays. And although I don't like to back Everton, this is really a situational play here. Looking to take the better team with the better players and with more to play for and with teams notoriously going off on their holidays early here at this stage of the season when there's nothing to play for. Crystal Palace do fall into that bracket. So situational play here on the money line. Not that I'm a particular fan of, of betting on Everton because they just are that inconsistent. I think this is a good spot to take them at 4-5 to five to win this game on Monday night at home to Crystal Palace on the money line. The final game for this weekend is 
Wolves at home to West Ham, where Wolves are the two to one underdogs. It's two to one also on the draw, and it's six to four on West Ham. I think this pricing is indicative of what's happened this season with West Ham improving a lot and Wolves going backwards. The league positions will obviously tell you that, but I don't think West Ham should be a six to four favourite here to win this game. I do think Wolves still have some decent quality. I do like them here on the double chance market of four to seven to be able to avoid a defeat, but I also like this to be a low-scoring low game. I think that would be my preference here. Under two and a half goals here at four to six in this one. Under 2.5 goals have actually been scored in nine of Wolves' last 13 home games as they continue to struggle without Raul Jimenez in their side. I think that's been a big problem for them this season. Lack of squad depth for not being able to replace that one player has seen a lack of goals and has seen them not really be a threat in the Premier League this season, which is why we're seeing West Ham as favourites and having a better, better season than this team, a Wolves team that has scored one or fewer goals in six of this last seven fixtures entering this game. Two of West Ham's last three league fixtures on the road have produced under 2.5 five goals and we saw a very very negative performance from them at Old Trafford where they basically just parked the bus for the first 45 minutes and I'm not sure if we'll see something similar here with that much respect paid to Wolves but if it does your under will cash relatively easily and this is a Wolves team that have failed to win any of their last four league matches going into this as well so I'm expecting an under here for this one and I'll take that as my main lean at four to six between Wolves and West Ham. The final game of our slate here happening on Monday night. Closing out with the lock here. As I said at the top of the show, the locks are returning and you guys are going to get super lucky here because I'm going to give you two. One of them has been a lock that's been super successful for clients during this period where we haven't been playing the locks here on the show due to some uh, disrespectful comments that I got and I just decided to just take the locks away. But they return here and what you would have been getting is loads of locks here on Chelsea during this clean sheet run. They've kept seven clean sheets in a row at Stamford Bridge, 12 clean sheets in their last 14 assignments overall and have won 11 of their last 14 fixtures. So we have been riding that train. Our clients have been riding that train and you guys get to jump on board here as we take Chelsea to nil at the price of 17 to 20 here. The second lock is going to be on Tottenham. I think Newcastle are in auto-fade territory. I think Tottenham are in must-win territory if they have any chance of qualifying for the Champions League. They're going to at least want to qualify for Europe, so they're going to want to maintain their league position to qualify for Europe. That's got to be the least of the expectations, and maybe Marino will keep hold of his job by finishing fifth in the Premier League this season and getting to a League Cup final. So, I'm going to go for Chelsea to nil and Tottenham on the money line at 4-6 to six against Newcastle on Sunday. That concludes this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out the other content. That's Bundesliga show and two Champions League shows, a future show and a show previewing the quarterfinal first legs in midweek. That's it from me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.